This is the chop up, trying to get chopped up, not get slapped up. You already know. Then I'm going to get it started. Yo, welcome to the chop up. Boy, that one to the plug. You feel me? And I am here with my favorite people. You're not with oh, George Lee. I mean, George Lee, aka Conscious Lee. Don't forget the Lee. Don't you know? Yeah. Toy Jean is thing. Chilling yeah. with the boys. Toy yeah. Jean gang. Gang, yeah. gang, 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 gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is, the, this, is, this is episode two of the new year. You feel me? We got George back. My man had to deal with some, you know what I'm saying, some family things, but yeah, in the building yeah. with the fresh edge up and the twist. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. <laughs> you know. But yo, but yeah, we gonna, you know what I'm saying, we gonna bullshit for too long. We can go ahead and get this shit started. Uh, and we always started with that Snapchat. Snapchat real quick. All right, I'm gonna set the stage for you. Currently, we got... You know, young Delonte West out here, he's just surfaced on social media recently. And this is not a new thing. What I've seen is a lot of pictures over time, um, over the last few years of him. But here recently, the man is down bad, right? Pretty clear he has a drug habit or something like that. Unsure which one it is. But besides that, appearance is just all gone. He's sleeping on the streets with a lot of things going on with him. Uh, Second case in point, who else was I talking about, Dominique? Uh... Outside of Delonte, AB is out here doing real bad. Yeah. A lot of episodes, a lot of things started to go downhill when he was accused. Shout and out when to you say AB, you talking about Antonio Brown, right? Antonio Brown. To be with the Steelers, then was with the Raiders, then was with the Patriots for a game before he got kicked off because of two different accusations of sexual assault and misconduct. Um, and then after that, he just really started wilding. Most recently, he cussed out the police in the viral video I seen last week, right? So just literally just cussed them. Just went out. Was they they came? I guess his wife, ex wife, came to steal a car. His was unsuccessful. He didn't let her drive away with it. Called the police, and then he just cussed them all out. Recently, though, he uh, what did he just get arrested for? I know he got them. The, the he, threw his, uh, he threw his he threw a bag of dicks at his baby mom. <laughs> no, and he disrespected. That's crazy as hell. He assaulted a mover who was delivering something to him, but the agreement was cash on delivery or a money order. And yeah. something was wrong with the payment situation. He got mad at the mover person. Oh. Set the scene for that to say this. You got the NFL and the NBA. Two major professional sporting leagues that, <laughs> that uh, privilege themselves and pride themselves off of the labor of black men. Yeah. In what ways do you feel like these organizations can be culpable and responsible for this? Are they off the hook because it's like you got your money, you got your check, you should have set yourself up? Or do they owe something to these black men for them having, you know, taken the best years of a lot of these people's lives and they just out there leaving them to drop? Uh, I think they they definitely culpable. Definitely culpable. Um, I mean, the NBA, especially in the situation of Delonte West, I mean, and in the situation of many athletes, um, the, the same issue that we end up having with college in terms of not the investment, not paying out, you know what I'm saying, the way that uh, it should have or it should, you know what I'm saying, not seeing those proper returns. Um, you see that with, with the NBA and, and, and NFL and how 
a small percentage turn it into a long-term career. You feel me? It really be only be about, you know what I'm saying? I know the percentage is extremely low of the niggas who make it 10 years. You feel me? It's very few Vince Carters. Yeah, I mean, everybody's going to be a star. How many years he been in? <laughs> Over 20. Like, yeah. And yeah. so, and so I, I, think it, the, I think the onus is on the NBA and the NFL to make sure that their players post lives, you know what I'm saying, whether it's career player uh, placement or career planning, uh, paying for scholarships in terms of education for athletes to go back to school, you know, if they left without getting a degree. All of that is uh, it should be a part of the experience, given the fact that these players, these athletes sacrifice so much of themselves physically to create billions for other people. You feel me? They owe them a lot more than just like a possible endorsement deal. You know what I mean? They should be able to be help them get through the rest of their life, given their sacrifices. Lee, what you think? They they owe it to them or, you know, get over it, tough it out, thug it out. That was your old life. I think they owe it to them. I think they owe it to them based off of the mental labor they put in, the physical labor they put in, and just all of the people that's able to make money off of them throughout their careers before they get to the NFL. I think that a lot of entities like the NCAA and uh, outside of the NFL, like I think that there are multiple systems that players, the athletes go through that should be able to create some type of safety net. You feel me? And make it where they're not just so exposable, disposable. Shit, you don't mean nothing to me no more. So I, you can't do nothing for me no more. So I don't care about you. I mean, I, and I, I agree. I think I, where it gets weird for me is there has to be a level of accountability. These are adults. What is interesting for me though is how easily we forget that these are still by the time they get to the league, very young adults that have not lived. Yeah, they they ain't early you know. It, but there's also money managers and people who are in the league. Um, they specifically talked about this woman and I forgot her name, but she's like an NBA insider that is crucial to the NBA. And they all call her like mom or something like that. And like, she consults them on their finances. Like they got like formal financial advisors, their agents got a hand in that. So it's like, how sorry can I feel for you for ending up homeless? If you mismanage millions of dollars, like millions of dollars, I mean, maybe I don't, I don't respect or understand the way that the money flows and the way money, way money comes in and out, but it's just like, you know what I'm saying? How bad am I supposed to feel for you not really handling and setting yourself up? Yeah, I, can, I, can, I, can, I can dig that. I can dig. I feel I can dig that concern. Oh, yeah. I feel like I just take into account how pity people be. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like responsibility and accountability is, is a part of this conversation, but I do think that a lot of people be in positions to be cash cows so a lot of them don't have a lot of that autonomy or have the mental health or, you know what I'm saying, to be able to deal, to deal with the type of stuff. I think that a lot of athletes be kind of bred to be star athletes from the time they're able to walk down there. You know what I'm saying? So I think there's just certain things that don't get taught or certain things that people just get conditioned to being taken advantage of or having somebody do something for them. You know what I'm saying? I know me, I know me being at the University of Oklahoma for over 10 years. I know I've seen a lot of athletes, football, basketball, mainly football and basketball, but definitely other sports that's not part of the main, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, what they call it, uh, uh, revenue, you know what I'm saying, generating college sports. But I see that a lot of these people that come to these, you know what I'm saying, powerhouses like OU, they 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 literally been bred to be a, a athlete. Yeah, and and that's the problem with the, and that's the problem with the 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 logic behind it, right? Because 
you know that in order to reach the levels that they're trying to reach, they have to invest <laughs> a lot of the capital that most people spread around and be like, all right, let me try things out. Like, nah, I got to put everything into this. And to say that, you know, put your all into the game, but then be able to pivot and then mm -hmm. have like a whole nother career or a whole nother lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? A whole nother revenue stream. You know what I mean? It just is, it's, it don't make sense. You know what I mean? So it's like. Not to I, mention, I mean, like probably the predisposition to, you know, substance abuse, considering that, that kind of rough transition and how it probably is for some people to go from being, an athlete, you just used to play with LeBron a minute ago, you know what I'm saying, you whatever, and now all of a sudden that's not the case anymore for you as well, that could be a rough transition. Allegedly knocking down LeBron's mom. And all I wasn't going to say it, I wasn't going to say it, but there you said it. Yeah. So, went from that to that, and I mean, yeah, it's I feel like we can't talk about Delonte Westman. But a moment of levity, and I'll leave it um, at this, is that we should definitely be a little bit more encouraging and inspiring toward each other, you know what I'm saying? Because like, Outside of this just being interesting hot news, it's also something that people was ridiculing going in, talking about that man while he down bad. And people are doing it about AB instead of really considering that this man is clearly hurt and messed up about some shit. So, you know, let's see how it pans out. But we definitely, I mean, get in the bed, boy. son. <laughs> niggas need some My son then got the second time. That's Snapchat. That's the Snapchat, man. Let me get Snapchat to bed real fast again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, as George goes ahead to handle his fatherly duties, shout out to all the dads out there. We'll go ahead and switch it up. And instead of going into the conscious chop, we let my man come back. We can go ahead and get to the political chop. All right, but you know, do what I do best. I like to work. Uh, so it's a lot going on. I mean, not really one thing going on. <laughs> it's supposed to be election season, election year. You feel me? But all we're dealing with is this impeachment. And why it's extremely sad that during an election year and an impeachment, the nigga getting impeached is still like the, <laughs> the highest likelihood to, you know what I'm saying, to win. It's still, you know what I'm saying, a lot to be parsed through to kind of figure out which way this, this will end up going. So let's start with, uh, let's just start with the impeachment generally um i want to get y'all thoughts on a few things uh have y'all been keeping up y'all been paying attention you know what i'm saying so far where where, where y'all at in terms of the impeachment i tried to watch it and it was hella boring but that was like the opening statements and shit uh, better and a, a master teacher in, in rhetoric and argumentation and talking but good you said i i should i should know better I didn't say, no. Uh, about about my credentials and my uh, driving career? Yeah. Did you call those in the I, I mentioned your credentials. Yes, I did. What about them? You uh, have to be a persuasive speaker. I don't have to respect anything that you say just because you've been appointed or elected in a position to do some shit. You have to still be good at it. Excuse me. It should be your job to keep the attention <laughs> of the public. Okay, so it was boring. I can, uh, I, I can dig that. I'm not, not going to defend it. Um... But outside of that, just like the sound bites and kind of conversations around and about it, um, the kind of pivot to talk about abuse of power um, and focus in on that is kind of the hook for the impeachment has been the most that I've had in the conversation. What you got? And we're going to get into that, too. What you say, George? But, but I feel like this in the big picture, we know that there is just a 2% chance, a 1.5% chance of removal actually happening. 
because of the demographic of the Senate, it made it where it was just kind of just like almost the movie been spoiled already. Like, I'm not really <laughs> curious and interested of yeah. how the movie gonna end. I already know how it's gonna end. You can keep them little details of the rising climax and falling climax to yourself. Cause we know, mm -hmm. like as a matter of fact, I was with one of my colleagues today. He put it like, George, you only have to have four Republicans to have a conscience for this. And I was like, man, four, that's, that's a big number. Huge, that's a yeah. lot of Republicans. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, especially in today, today's age. Yeah, I, I feel you. I mean, oddly enough, I haven't been, you know, watching every second of it. You know what I'm saying? I'm still a nigga at the end of the day. And I don't just sit and yeah, you know, yeah. watch this. <laughs> like, I mean, I I watch it the same. To be honest, this is what I say. I watch it the same way people watch Love and Hip Hop for the mess. <laughs> Yeah, that's real. You, you I watch it for the mess. Mm. And so yeah, and so there are some interesting things that um that I want to point out. But based off of y'all understanding, because it seemed like y'all up on game, I do want I do want to put some grades out there. This first part of the political chop. Um, I want to put some I want I want y'all to put some grades out there based on how y'all feel uh coming from these parties that we'll mention. Uh, and let's start with the Democrats. You feel me? Um, liberal logic, huh? <laughs> uh, coming off of you feel me, Adam Schiff looking like a rock star. I mean, as as boring as Toya has said, she's been Adam Schiff has been lighting it up in the media. Uh, he is the uh, one of the house managers that was elected by Nancy Pelosi to represent that the uh, House Democrats in the impeachment trial. You feel me? You got Hakeem Jeffries. Senator that uh he been, he been the one I seen more more news. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, ended up, he ended up quoting uh Biggie and as he broke down very eloquently, might I add, you know what I'm saying? I I actually rock with Hakeem Jeffries more than I rock with uh Cory Booker, to be for real. Agreed. Um but you got him quoting Biggie after breaking down all of the uh what, of what exactly did he quote from Biggie? What exactly did he say? Well, that's what I'm saying. After he broke down all of the evidence uh, of of the abuse of power charges, and he was really talking to Republicans and was like, "And if you don't know, now you you So you got that. You know what I mean? Uh, you what else? What else? Um, with I mean, Doctor that, Dancy. That's that's what really so, stands out. That's what that's what really stand out the most. Um, but based on what based on what what y'all been hearing uh, in those types of comments, what grade do y'all give Democrats in the impeachment right now? Lee, <laughs> hmm. I'm gonna give them a solid C plus, man. A C plus. That's, okay, that's actually better than what I thought you were gonna give them. Why are you giving them a C plus, George? I'm gonna give them a C plus for effort, and they and they kind of half-ass putting together the criteria of what you need to be able to get you a C plus. So I'm, I'm gonna give them that. You feel me? I know that when it comes to the impeachment and when it comes to kind of going through the process of impeachment, I think they upholding the standards a little bit, but I don't, I don't think they that persuasive, and I do think that they are a bit out of touch with uh, general Americans, i.e., conservatives. You know what I'm saying? And I think that they ain't really like like if I'm tapping in the Toya's box a little bit. They're not being persuasive, I feel like. It's almost like, of course Donald Trump has is, is, is been abusing his powers. Duh. It's just like, that's not a good persuasive argument. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, we, we, and we, we'll discuss more so, you know, what, what's that in response to. 
<laughs> but okay, a C plus for effort. That is one thing that I've heard. Uh, one one of my OGs at work, uh, one of the only other brothers in there, like he he actually texted me was like, "Yo, you gotta give it to them. Like they really, they they you know they busting their ass for this." You feel me? Uh, oh, yeah, uh, Toya, what's up? I'm gonna give him a solid C. C the reason why I'm going with the C is that I feel like they are trying and the effort is there to really kind of slam dunk this um, impeachment situation. And I'm curious about what is really happening. Um, I think on behalf and at the behest of the four Republicans that needed change, you got the two uh, Republican women. I forget their names. Uh, no, one of them. Um I forget the the four that are most likely the moderates that are close to being willing to flip and kind of the end game that they have to calculate and play. But mm -hmm. I'm wondering about kind of the internal backdoor dialogue about that and how effective that's actually going to be. Because I think the example that I heard about on the radio was back in Watergate when one vote is what got Richard Nixon, Richard Nixon impeached. And that one vote was somebody who lied the morning the morning of and said they was going to vote a certain way. And when it came down to the vote, they was a holdout. And then lo and behold, went ahead and decided uh, to not have him removed from office. And so it, it was a whole, I'm curious about that. The, the other reason I give him a seat though is because to me, it's too many eggs in this basket. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the damn working and trying to stroke this impeachment shit and it really might not pan out how they think it's going to. And ain't nothing happened on the other side in terms of them holding the line on making this impeachment meaningful, which is coming up with another uh, presidential candidate that can actually fill the void yeah. once you get Donald Trump yeah. on out of there and really kind of break that party in half and expose other, as others of his constituents. So I give him a C just because I'm underimpressed and I don't feel like it's any end game. Um, that cannot connects and ties these two loose ends together because the impeachment and election need to work together to me, and I don't see that happening. Yeah, uh, I agree 100%. Um, you know what? I'm gonna jump out the window and I'm gonna give them a B. Plus. Mm. I'm gonna give them a, I'm gonna give Democrats, I'm gonna give them a, I'm gonna give Democrats a B. Plus because I think, I, I think the effort that they put in forth is, is one that I didn't expect. Given the the uphill battle they know that they face, mm -hmm. and I do think that the difficulty behind this whole thing is the fact that there isn't a viable candidate. Because I think if 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 the impeachment had, like you said, that election element to it, that it was that, that it was intricately tied to, you know what I'm saying because you had Kamala Harris, who is uh, considered one of the jurors, you feel me, uh, of the impeachment with her being a senator. Um, so, you know, with her being out of the race, with Cory Booker being out of the race, with, with uh, you know, people not liking Joe Biden, but him leading in the polls, people like not liking Bernie Sanders, but uh, he's he has the highest margin to beat Donald Trump in early polls. If that if that mean anything, it's it's too vague. You feel me? It's 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 back and forth everywhere, mm -hmm. and so because that election element is missing. Or that leadership element is missing. That leadership quality is missing. Uh, that's why I, I won't go any further than the B plus. But I feel like the case that they have made is is really under any other circumstances would be a slam dunk. This is like literally white privilege playing out at its finest. 
Agree and disagree. See, I think it is, but I feel like I feel like I guess into ironically talking to the person about the law school. I feel like from a legal perspective, they got a lot of gray, man. To me, to to me, even talking to people that don't really be in the capital P politics shit like we be in, I have a hard time sometimes explaining to somebody what Donald Trump actually did wrong, especially because of how arbitrary it is to say abusive power. Oh man, why do niggas constantly put me in positions where I gotta take the position, the the the, the positions that Democrats take it, bro? Because this is why I, I ain't trying to put you like in that position. Called, I ain't trying to pigeonhole you in that position. I don't at all. like I'm being called a Democrat, bro. You know, I be on TikTok all the time. Yeah, so, you know, you know what I mean. A lot of people that engage me, they engage me about things that's going on in politics, and right. I just know from all of the, the conservative, all the maggot supporters. You know what I'm saying? They come in and type <laughs> shit. Right. I sometimes I ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna cap. Sometimes I have a hard time explaining to them the. In my opinion, sometimes the rigidness of the abuse of power and how they see it as just being arbitrary and just seeing it as now nah, this is a way for Democrats to be able to make an election illegitimate and this, that, and the other, this, that, and the other. So, all right. And, and um, so we'll address this and then we're going to get into the Republican grades. Actually, I think that's a perfect segue into the Republican grades. Yeah. And I and, and I and I'll go first with the, and I'll go first with, with with where I would grade them. And I want y'all to know. I, I, I want to know from y'all, you know, based off this background information, what y'all would grade them, right? And this may sound biased as hell, given the fact that I gave Democrats a B plus, but I'm giving Republicans an F. See, I'm giving Republicans a B plus. This is why I'm giving them an F. This is why I'm giving them an F. All right. The reason why people have a, a, a fundamental misunderstanding of what Donald Trump did wrong is because they don't understand international relations. We have a relationship with specific countries that we make commitments to. True. Those commitments are based off of our strategic, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, whatever strategic agreement we come to mm. with that other country, right? True. So when we, when we make these agreements, we're supposed to follow through on these agreements. Now, if you are as a person in, in leadership say, all right, yeah, I know we made this agreement, but to make sure that I go through with this agreement, I'm going to need you to do something for me. That's crooked. You know what I'm saying? That's See, crooked. I agree with you, but my, but, but, but the Republicans I'll be engaging with, they call it, they call it politics. That's, but see, that's not politics. You feel me? I'm just... <laughs> and, uh, hold on. Hold on. I'll tell you hey, what, what you think though? I, Dead or agree with you. like that is a, like I'm trying to understand the quid pro quo tit for tat. You Don't should be able to kind of want to kind of understand legitimacy that is like wrong. Nama, we're not being argumentative, Dama. No, 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 no. I, I know y'all not being argumentative. <laughs> y'all okay. I'm so, I'm not defending Donald Trump. I'm just saying the vagueness of why that what the what's the it's like in debate. Like what's the impact? Like, what is I did something and then like you do something back? Like, we do that as adults all the time. Like, we don't directly exchange shit for shit. Like, I don't go buy your food and then immediately after that, you cash at me all the time. Sometimes yeah. I buy it this time and then next time around, you just go ahead and put my stuff on your order. You know what I'm saying? It's True. not that's that's Yo, okay. a relationship. That's solid, thorough, healthy relationship. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just right, but, the, but the problem with it though is first of all, we're talking about the president of the United States. All right, let's Agreed. keep that in perspective. So even if even if there's this there's this understanding that oh it's just politics, the president of the United States is supposed to be above those types of politics. 
And the main issue is that it had to do with personal gain. There was no strategic value. When, when the president is operating with other countries, it's supposed to be, okay, how does this benefit the United States? And I know niggas like to think, well, politicians are greedy and selfish. So, you know, whatever they do, they're doing it for themselves. It's like, nah, bro. Nah, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. <laughs> like, you're like, yes, but no. They have to be smart enough to characterize it in a way that is the greatest good for the greatest, most common, right. even if it's self-serving. Right. I yeah, mean, because yeah, if it's good, like, if, we, if we're talking about international relations, <laughs> yeah, I mean, first of all, it's it's military funding. Mm-hmm. It's shit they need. <laughs> he was like, and, and he withheld it. He he withheld it for an election to, to, to actually have an investigation ran. Not really, though. Just say that they're doing it. The same thing he did to beat Hillary Clinton, he was doing that. He did, he, he did that to try to beat Joe Biden, mm-hmm. to create this era of doubt, to kind of put it out there. The same thing he did with Obama. That's what he always does. You don't need proof of anything. Just have somebody say it to where enough people could, you know what I'm saying, could, could put their own dots together. Yeah. He did it with uh, the Obama shit. The, the what was the birther movement? The birther movement. The birther movement. He did it with the yeah. emails. You feel me? And then yeah. he did. So this is a pattern of behavior that's manipulative, and it's an example of abusing one's power. Because if it, I mean, even if it's politics, if it's that blatant that it's only to help you, <laughs> if it's that blatant, that's probably gonna be the tiebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> See, 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 I feel like, see, I feel like I, I think, I think I can rock with you. What you saying? I agree. I'm just going on uh, shit. I feel like what most Americans, I feel like when I say most Americans, particularly conservatives, and in my mind, it's just like they just don't, they don't like, they don't, they don't see it, bro. They just well, you know, see but see, when you're dealing with them type of people, they don't, they don't want to see it. Um, but, but, but check this out though. So here, Cause, so here cause, we go. Because before you make that point, you know what they usually say with me when, when they play their game, they usually say. Yeah, those Democrats and liberals act like they're such so, so so much for the environment. But here goes Biden's son working for a, 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 a oil company in Ukraine. Look, and it, it ain't, uh, it ain't even supposed to be about it ain't even about the environment. It's, it's supposed to be about corruption. The whole anyway. All right, but you, but so, you see what I'm saying though? You see you see what you said though? Yeah, I, I agree with you, but. At some point, with Republicans, it started getting regressive. It started being like, "What about this? What about that? What about this?" What oh about yeah, that? extremely regressive. Like, oh my god, you feel me? It needs to be like, because because I agree with you. It's like, hold I on, seen so that is this about the three. environment, <laughs> or is this about you know what I'm saying? Like, is this about the environment or corruption? Which one now? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, but so I, I want I want I want to hear your great y'all great after this though. So the reason why I give them an F is because. So we can understand how the president, like this is the president using the office for personal gain, right? Like that's clearly what happened, right? Clearly. Now, the the defense that Republicans are using is that abuse of power is not an impeachable offense. Which is how do y'all grade that as a strategy? I, yeah, that I give you a D. You give them a D because mm-hmm. you said something. Like a lot of my kids get D's because like you wrote something. Yeah, you nice. You nice. Okay. Yeah, I'm. You know, effort. 
and things. But that's just dumb to me. And this is something we had kind of alluded to when talking to you on the phone earlier. It's just like anytime you have the evocation of language like abuse, that is to me that demonstrates like the pinnacle of wrongdoing, right? Like it wasn't like executive misconduct or like executive negligence or like right. something like that. Like it was abuse, nigga. which like, could be criminal. On the level of executive record. negligence, could be criminal. It could be, but this is the apex of criminality when we start talking about abuse. And so, like, that's where it starts to get like real, huh? To me, like, (laughs) like, like, what do you, how, what do you mean? Like, how did you do those calculations? Right. George, correct me if I'm wrong, bro. But when you put abuse on anything, isn't that liable for charging? I agree, fam. I listen. I agree so much. Where you give him a B plus? Though? I'm gonna give him a B plus though. Still, this one I'm gonna give him a B plus. Oh. They have mastered how to deploy their white privilege, bro. You got to think about it. The same people that saying this, this not impeachable. They was ready to impeach Obama behind saying if I had a son, like if I had a son, he'd like Trayvon Martin. That was seen as an abusive power because he's trying to use his position of presidency to be able to sway the emotion of the public, and that was seen as an impeachable act. You feel me? Okay. These white folks, bro, especially these white conservatives, man. When it comes to abuse, they they start playing mental gymnastics, bro. No, to the point where they so start taking me- out other things, and I'm just I'm just looking I'm just looking at it as this: we we us three having this conversation as three educated people and think for ourselves and think critically about the implications of politics and the results of politics. The people we talking about, though, fam, as, as far as they're concerned, the Democrats have been trying to undo the election of President Trump since 2014, whenever he got elected, or tw- 2016. And to me, that's why I'm I'm, I'm giving it, I'm giving it a B plus because. It's so many conservatives that I be around that literally see it as a witch hunt. Yeah. And to me, you have to give them their credit for that. Like, they literally see it as a witch hunt. You give them credit for that? Yeah, because they mastering it. They doing it, dog. If you you convince a whole bunch of dumbass, bro. Yes, bro. You should give give Trump, man, you should give Hitler credit for being able to mobilize Nazi Germany the way he did. You feel me? He was persuasive. Whoa, was whoa, it good? No, whoa, that gave his credit though. Whoa, whoa. Listen, man. Let, oh, yeah. Listen, man. Far, am, I? Oh, yeah. am I tripping? Am hey, I tripping? Analogies are analogies. I, am I tripping? Nah, stop protecting this nigga. He's wilding. It's dark. You don't it's give dark, credit. Yeah. You don't Jeez. give credit for a nigga to be able to manipulate I mean, vulnerable I'm, populations, I'm, bruh. I'm a, you don't give niggas credit for that shit. Like, I mean, literally, for blatantly lying, the defense is literally saying the shit that's, uh, like, that That literally, if this isn't impeachable, there's, you can't impeach the president for anything. Abuse, the president abusing his power in principle, just, period, is a I just, completely... I just, think that, I just think that McDonald's is able to always use his credibility it's political capital to lie to the people in the hood and say eating a old uh, high high sodium having ass salad is good and healthy. Like it doesn't change. Like they are lying, bro. But they have convinced so many people that if you go to the McDonald's and buy some shit from them, it's good. McDonald's benefits, bro. Like McDonald's no, I, benefits. I, 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 I They're an international corporation. I hear you, bro. Tell you what? Do you, what are you, great Republican? Am I what? You're you're great for uh I gave my elf. No, I gave him a D. I did give you gave him a D because they, 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 they wrote their name down. I did. I think that was the best grade. A D because they wrote their name down. 
My yeah. F is, I mean, I see, you know, see, I go with Toya's D, but in my mind, the Republicans is so mastery of bullshit. They have convinced the other Republicans that the D is the new A. No, really, really, what it is, is enough of the class. B or an A, you want to, you want to be with the establishment. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump is going to drain the swamp. If you want to get an A or a B, you go with the swamp. If you want the swamp to be drained, you better embrace your D. And to me, that's like mentality, bro. All right, well, we can talk about this all night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to be provocative, bro. No, no, I it's, shout out to Topher Town, shout out to Jason Music, shout out to White Fat Album, shout out to not shouting niggas out on our podcast. Yeah, shout out bro. to my uh, <laughs> shout out to my uh, old Hayden Simpleton ass black Republicans, man. Y'all have done a number, you know what I'm saying? Got all right, shit. so moving on, <laughs> moving on to, to the next part of the uh, political chat. Um, yeah, because I, I can't with this. <laughs> I'm being real, though, I swear. Move it on. I live uh, in Oklahoma, bro. I live in Oklahoma. Now, I'm gonna give I, some know, bro, I know, bro. I know. Oklahoma, bro. I know. I, you know, and I am in I am in California, so it is a uh, it's I a different experience. But bro, I'm in a whole other. I'm in a red state, and they let it down Trump down here. So I'm a uh, yeah. I'm I'm gonna let you make it. You kind of in that. So, but yeah, whatever. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> let's 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 talk about Hillary Clinton. Harry Clinton wilding from me. She, yeah, she don't bro. know when to shut up, bro. It's like you're not real, fam. You don't know how to like, you don't know how you don't know no hood loyalty for bitch you in your ass. You feel would me? you even would if, you hear if you got a free bottle of hot sauce? If she got a free bottle of hot sauce for keeping it real, she would figure out a way to say fuck being real and fuck that bottle of hot sauce. <laughs> she bad at this, bro. That's what I think, fam. The fact that she making comments about what Bernie Sanders said or whether people like Bernie Sanders or not, or like the fact that she making these statements is like, listen, ma, is you doing this for your own personal self-serving vendetta or is you really trying to unite the Democratic Party? Like, what you trying to do? Right. Yeah, it's it's really ridiculous because I really don't see the... I don't really see the benefit of none of this. I don't see <laughs> like, the benefit of it at all. Like, I, all it can do is make her look bad, bro. Yeah. Like, all it can do is make her look bad. I mean, and this is this this ain't really the time for this to happen. Like this is this really ain't at a time for for like these kind of silly ass distractions. You know what I'm saying? Like she should have said this shit when it was 50 candidates. What? She should have said this shit when it was 50 candidates. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like for yeah. real though. Like, this it's, is terrible timing. What you mean, terrible timing? It's just a whole bad idea. You yeah. feel me? A whole bad idea. Like You're taking interviews to come at the. Come on now, like. <laughs> I mean, what do y'all think she felt like she was gonna get out of that though? Like, what, what, what do you get out of that? I mean, even though I agree with a lot of her criticism of Bernie Bros, um, and how you know his campaign don't really do nothing to you know what I'm saying to challenge the, the bullshit that they be on. Agree. Agreed. Yeah. I haven't so, heard a meaningful just a way he's addressed their existence for real. Especially Michael. At all. You know what I'm saying? Just to address their existence. So, you know, that, that's a valid criticism, but I mean the pettiness though, and this is what this is what really fucked me up about this whole shit is that Republicans is actually out here looking that bad. Lord. Leave my camera alone. <laughs> hey, my, my, right my, here, wife, my wife is worse than George Keys. Don't say it too loud. My wife, my son might wake up right now. Yeah. Uh, shout out to my shout out to my lovely wife. She got home from the gym, mm-hmm. making her presence known. Thank you. 
uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, Republicans are out here looking that bad. And you niggas are still out here making yourself look stupid. Like, how do you, this is like the girl that you got a crush on, you know you look better than her boyfriend. You feel me? You know you both fly. I, I, I went straight to a debate metaphor. It's like the app is not topical. It doesn't have any advantage. They <laughs> got up and said anything but the app. Like, uh, my nigga, you didn't, you didn't, you know, can I get a this ad? Can I get a, can I get a uniqueness claim? And you know what? And then, and then the, uh, and then, the, uh, and then they got up there and read 10 minutes or nine minutes worth of blocks and it have nothing to do with the debate. Nothing. That's what's happening right now. <laughs> you feel me? It's like Democrats and Republicans are trying to one one up each other on like how stupid can we make ourselves look? You know what I mean? That's why I feel like I, I give the Democrats some credit in terms of the impeachment because I feel like you know the numbers is bad for them in terms of Congress, but like looking at the when you look back on history, I feel like Democrats are gonna be on the right side of history. But I really don't think uh, I, I really don't think uh, this was this was something that helped. Not at, not only Hillary, but just the case against Donald Trump. Period. Because all yeah. I do is get more Emma. See, see, to me, I feel like I know I already thought about it to the end so much. Where I know in America, most Americans is real simpletons. That if you don't get proven guilty, that automatically mean you are innocent and that you won. So because I already know that this whole impeachment removal thing is going to be illustrated as a Donald Trump victory. This make it where I can't be there investing in. You feel me? Like I, I know what time it is. You know what I'm saying? Just like gentleman got found down guilty. Just like that police officer got found down guilty. Just like to me, that's why I see. You feel me? He gonna be found down guilty, and it's gonna prove that he's a great president, and that the Democrats, liberals, have been trying to sham his presidency from the jump in 2016. And yeah, I just need to lay off the propaganda. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I'm surrounded by propaganda here in Oklahoma, guy. Like I'm, I'm, I'm surrounded <laughs> by it, bro. Even when I go, as a matter of fact, shout out to everybody in Amarillo, Texas. I'm in Amarillo, Texas this weekend. And guess what? In Amarillo, Texas, they trumpets too. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, this what I'm around, fam. Almost, almost, they they have successfully made me seem as the crazy the crazy person to certain people. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I think it's just you running. Nah, bro. I'm. I'm. I can't give you. I can't give you credit for for you. I'm saying like just a complete manipulation of like that. I mean, it's I. You. It's like you asking me to give you credit for like cognitive dissonance. Yeah, man. Hey, hey, man. Like they say in the streets, pimps up, holds down. Pimps do a lot of manipulating, man. But pimps always benefit from the things they hoes do. And let me tell you something. The, the Republican Party got some loyal hoes, man. They hoes is not going to turn them down for nothing. They don't want no other daddy. They don't want no other pimp. Yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, I'm going to be doing it for free. But they are minority, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is, this, and this is the problem. We got we to gotta stop elevating. I agree. That is giving them, giving them more credit than they, you know what I'm saying? They don't deserve no credit because they don't. What they have is a manipulation of numbers. They ain't got no power for real, for real. It's just true. They just got, true. I give you that one. You, know what I mean? you got me on that one. Yeah, it might be giving them too much credit. But maybe I'm just lost in the sauce of Republican red. Got but me. if <laughs> yeah, but but Toya, you, if you could give us a best case scenario out of this, what does yeah, Hillary Clinton get out of this? 
Yeah, the social consciousness of the citizens or voting capable people in the United States of America takes over. They look over the Democrats' blunders and lack of a redeemable candidate and just say enough is enough of Donald Trump. That's the best case scenario. That's all I got. I'm not too curious. Hey, Toy, do you think Hillary should have just ran again? Hell no. Hell no. I would have been curious. I was curious. I would have enjoyed seeing it. I, I don't think I would have enjoyed seeing him. I don't think I would have enjoyed seeing it. I think it would have been part. I think it would have been part for the course for everybody else who's been at it, shaking and starting and everything. Shit. I'm like, petty. I'm petty and I miss it. really be. I think it'll take the whole let the made the best woman win. Like then the New York Times yeah. just uh, put out their I would love to see Elizabeth Warren, oh. Kamala Harris, and Hillary Amy Clinton. Klobuchar. And I mean, but Amy Klobuchar be in there trying to talk her shit too. She's bad at it, but she be in there trying to talk yeah. her shit. She can oh, come. No. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it'll be it, it'll, it'll be too susceptible to infighting. And not even, it's already too much infighting that's going on now. Sure. Y'all see how they, y'all saw how they came at Obama. You feel me? Obama wasn't even holy to these niggas. So uh, with Hillary Clinton being back, that's just too much baggage. And and, then that, and, and to be honest, Hillary Clinton would be more, she would be more, she would be more uh, ammo for Donald Trump. So, um, yeah, here we go. Sorry. Um, <laughs> last part of the political chat. We're gonna make this quick. Uh, Cardi B is talking about running for political office. Interestingly enough, and it got me to thinking, right? Because what I always felt like would have been a perfect, uh, would have been a per- perfect um, duo would be Oprah and Michelle Obama, just based off cultural value alone. Same thing she did. <laughs> um, so, from y'all perspective. Should we be looking? Should we be thinking vote Cardi? Should we be thinking vote Beyonce? Vote Oprah? Yeah, I mean Bernie Sanders is actually supporting the idea. Bernie Sanders think it's something that like yo. I think that was the right thing for him to say. I don't think he wants to sit up here and argue with Cardi B on a stage about a murder thing. You know, I don't think he would enjoy that. I don't think he would uh, like justify her, validate her as a real candidate. I think he would try to be demeaning and condescending and probably bring up some shit that he feels like will make her unqualified for. So, lip service. It was cute. Whatever. Um, I think a lot of people are banking on this Cardi thing being a social media moment and not being something real. Um, And I personally, her makes it interesting. Like, hmm, what would it be like in a Cardi-run society or community or whatever? But I'm sick of seeing celebrities come in here and muck up some shit that other motherfuckers is taking super, 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 super serious. And so yeah. mm-hmm. for those reasons, I'll pass. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not the maybe not a Cardi B, but I do think there are celebrities a that have T.I. Uh T.I. I don't think T.I. be good with international, <laughs> international relations either. But give me a bun B. I'll take a bun B. I'll take a uh I'll take a Scarface. Scarface like, is gonna be Yeah, and you know what? I'll take a killer Mike who really make a run for it. Yeah, I'll take a Mike too. Mayor and Killer you know, Mike you know, I'll take, I'll take I think a sister soldier. I think it's uh I think it's dope that you bring up uh Scarface because he did run for city council for Houston. Unfortunately he lost, which was heartbreaking because I felt like you know he doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah, I mean like he got he he taking the reins of or attempting to take over the reins of his community be like be a be a like a voice for a people who typically get left out. 
I mean, studies show what, over 70 percent. It's it's a uh, there are what I think like 12 million something uh, African Americans who live in districts where it's a uh, 77 percent is represented or they're unrepresented on the state city council alone. You feel me? So it's like, sure, I mean, when people with that type of influence that got the people here that ain't boring to you, that people like to listen to, to you. I'm so offended by that. All I said was the opening day <laughs> for boring. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh. Uh, more. Ain't my fault. But uh, but yeah, but like people, people that could that, that could get it, that could get somebody here. Um, I feel like if, if if they got the the heart, and I mean they got the right focus. I mean, why not? So why not vote Cardi? Uh, people voted for Donald Trump. I mean, I feel like after Donald Trump became president, like I think the doors just kind of flew wide open. I do <laughs> so, agree with that statement though. A lot. So you feel me? It's ways that Cardi B could be more beneficial than. I mean, I think what we might have learned from Donald Trump is to take niggas serious because he clearly wasn't playing, and niggas was right. talking off for a few election cycles, right. and all of a sudden. And with right. that being said, Toya, maybe five years or six years ago when he said it, I didn't take him serious at all. Yeah. And even though I think he's full of shit to this day, I believe that if old Kanye West decided that he was going to try to run for some shit, man, he got enough uh, hippie liberals, enough Christians, and enough conservatives on his side, we can do something. Nah. yeah, I mean, listen, we giving Kanye maybe too on, much. Maybe not on the federal level, but you know what I'm saying? Look, I'm he, is, he, is what, he is what Republicans need to wave at niggas and be like, Go Kanye, go Kanye, go. But then when it comes to put him in, in, in power, it'll be like, oh well, hold your horses there, Kanye. Like uh <laughs> we like the music, we like the albums. That's about it. Well, unless we don't you want you, yeah. We don't want you to know start here. So yeah, that's that's the political chop. It's good to be back. Uh stay tuned. This impeachment can only get more interesting. Um and even even if it's just political theory, the results of him staying, I think uh, we us is a lesson. Um, us as black people in the United States learned a lesson. And uh, that's the, the heights that white privilege could take you. What's next? Bing. What are we doing, George? Hey, so this uh we're gonna we we gonna, we gonna finish this 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 uh session off tonight. What we gonna call this the history chop, you know what I'm saying? Oh uh, the history you chop. Know, yeah, the history chop. Shit, what we know is today is uh, Thursday. We just uh, got through celebrating the Martin Luther King Day on Monday. You feel me? And what we know is here in America, when it comes to Martin Luther King Day, everybody kind of recycle and re repurpose their old, you know, uh, uh, Martin Luther King quotes. You know what I'm saying? Um, just, 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 just curious, because we, because I'm sure all three of us know, and to y'all that don't know, in podcast in a, in a, a chop up nation is listening right now. The legacy of Martin Luther King has been uh, refurbished and redistributed and refurbished and repurposed and redistributed. So more than that two hundred dollar iPhone. <laughs> more than you know what I'm saying. More than that two hundred dollar iPhone that's now fifteen hundred. You know what I'm saying. Uh, my first question though, you feel me? Just to try to start it off a little smooth, like you know what I'm saying. What does it say about America? When it loves Dr. Martin Luther King for all that he accomplished through the means of nonviolent protests, while at the same time hating the light-skinned brother Colin Kaepernick <laughs> for the same thing in terms of nonviolent protests, like what does that say about America? 
Go ahead, Tony. I mean, I, that they are just as contradictory and nonsensical and illogical as we thought they were. And the thing is, the ones who need to make that connection the most are the ones who are incapable of doing the inner, inner intellectual heavy lifting to see kind of the, the inconsistencies there. They don't see the connection. I'm not going to lie. When you pointed it out, I was like, well, I'll be damned. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was something that I just, maybe it should have been more obvious on the surface. But when you think about how they choose to sanitize one and demonize the other one, it makes a lot of sense that they don't equivocate the two together because Martin Luther King just didn't do it. He just was so different than Colin Kaepernick. I mean, but when you get down to like how... Yeah. And then they can't. You know what the argument twelve years to me. The them. argument that I've heard is that Martin Luther King actually loved America, and Colin Kaepernick wants to rip it apart. Oh, okay. Yeah, what but you know what? You it it what it simply comes down to. What it simply comes down to is that in Dr. King's time, they hated them then. They they appreciate them because they told to appreciate them. People are sheep. God damn it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm mad I ain't think about it this straightforward. Mm. <laughs> you never do, bro. You never do. I always figure out a way to go all the way around. I made a three-part one-minute video. I made, I made three one-minute videos about polls from Dr. King, how in 1960, America had, he had a 76 disapproval rate amongst Americans. Mm-hmm. In, the, in 1980, shit, Literally flip flops, you know what I'm saying? He had a, a 70% approval right now. Think about the context yeah, of that. Hero. They literally went around and be like, What you think about Dr. King? <laughs> they did though. The, the, the nigger who wants, who wants us sitting next to, I, 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 I don't like it. All right. That's like really it. what happened though. He's asking for too much too soon. He wants too much too soon. He needs to be more patient. Um, I agree with his goal. I disagree with his man. The same people, the same people that's talking about Dr. King loved America, they grandparents couldn't stand him. They called him a communist. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bro. Like, I mean, but that's but that's because Dr. King isn't the, the like the Dr. King that you know NBC talks about and the news talks about and people talk about. Is it the Dr. King that really existed? Is yeah. it? Is it it's a sanitized, romanticized Dr. King that they have literally shaved off to be able to tone police black people when niggas do something they don't like. They get to be like, "Well, what Martin Luther King knew." Mm-hmm. Well, come on, Toya. Because I mean, he King said more than I have to talk about this bullshit. Like, oh, Damo, 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 are you really going to use the services of Martin Luther King in vain? You going to sit your black ass here on a chop up and complain now? Yeah, that's exactly what you going to complain. Because remember, y'all killed him. <laughs> Damo, you can sit next to white people. Here. You can take drink next to white people. Yeah, he didn't. That's next to white thing. Hey, really Betty White or or like first two things. This nigga didn't die for anything. He was killed behind yeah. some shit. And he the bullet killed him. The government killed his ass. It's proven in the court of law. So you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, know the history. Talk about the history. I'd rather spend time talking about exposing the, the government mishandling than you manipulating and flipping what the hell he stood for. Yeah, you, and, I talk about government corruption. And that's why, like, I, bro, I don't, I don't listen to, I mean, I feel like on, I avoided all news on Dr. King, on, you know, Dr. King's holiday. Oh, is it, is it really his birthday? That, that Monday? Is that really his, his birthday? Was no, birthday. No, his birthday can't be Monday every his birthday is January 15th. <laughs> <laughs> I celebrate it on like the third. Yeah, the Monday. I, 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 avoid, I avoid the news because it's like hearing 
uh, that particular group of people talk about Dr. King and his legacy. It's, I mean, it, it's unfulfilled. His legacy was not uh, hey, uh, uh, integration. I made me a video. I made me a video about about this very topic, man. The video got a quarter million views. I made it about two days ago, and pretty much a lot of the responses that I'm getting. I want to point out 95% of the folks that disagree with this comparison was white as all outdoors, and they literally made the same arguments. This is apples and oranges. How dare you compare Colin Kaepernick to Dr. Martin Luther King? In my uh, mind, like, well, you know, they, I mean, they both was hated in their life. They both did nonviolent protests. They both who uh, agree with their goal, but disagree with their method. But it's like, what do you? Yeah, but well, so you see, I, think, I think what they're getting, I think what they're getting caught up on is more so the quote like they're saying you're comparing it was like nah he's not you're not comparing dr king to Colin kaepernick in terms of the impact you are identifying the stark similarities that shape a clearer and bigger meta argument about the damn social consciousness of americans and how they understand shit well because they want you to believe that the legacy of dr king's integration exactly they want you to believe that the legacy of dr king is you can go to school with white people like that's what that's why they talk about the I have a dream speech so much. The little white girls and little white boys and black kids and that's why they, that's why they do that because they think that the, they think that the, the 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 goal was to be allowed to use the same goddamn restroom. That wasn't the goal. Stokely, like yeah, Stokely Carmichael. That's, that's the OG for the simple fact that he gave me a perspective on the Civil Rights Act that I I couldn't, couldn't even fathom before he broke it down. The Civil Rights Act was not for black people, as Stokely Carmichael puts it. He -hmm. says the Civil Rights Act was for white people. And it was to tell white people that, hey, they should be allowed to do this shit. You feel me? Mm. They should be allowed. It it wasn't a, oh, we're giving them the rights to be able to. It's no, it's telling white people, stop not letting them. You feel it's me? like it's like it's like black folks been knowing we can vote, but them motherfuckers over there didn't know we can vote. So yeah, we, 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 we know that we should be able to. They can vote. We knew that we should be able to. We knew that like, hey, we, we didn't know we can go in the public spaces and places. Those folks over there didn't know we can go to public spaces and places. So they had to write a piece of paper to say, hey, let them niggas over there get into this space and place and stop not letting them because they niggas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, hey, Damo, you should you should. I'm, uh, I'm definitely going to screen record this part right here. You know what I'm saying? But you should definitely make you a TikTok video to just about Stokely Carmichael about this right here. Like this, yeah. Nah, but facts, facts. But that's why yeah, that's yeah. why I think that's what we get lost in this whole conversation about Dr. King is, you know, what is his legacy, white man? So let me switch white it up man. then. So let me think, speaking of his legacy. So if King was alive today, mm-hmm. what do you think he would be the most pleased concerning America? That he was a nigga president. I think that'd be the best that he could have. <laughs> 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 yeah. that's, I mean, that's it. You, I mean, income inequality is terrible. You feel me? Like, you know, I think if he would have, I don't know. It's interesting. Not what he would have been proud of. I think he would have been proud of that shit. Like, clearly, I think I agree. Nico yeah. heartily, and even just like the the black people who are elected in office. But I wonder if he would have taken a more political turn like a lot of his contemporaries did. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of the people who was riding with him, marching with him, Cummins, shit, Sanders, right? Like a bunch of, you know, people, but particularly the black ones. I wonder if he would have just went ahead and found a home in office and been like, you know, been a part of this like 
last line of really kind of pivotal black politicians that really started making it a thing who are now of age and are a lot of them are start getting sick and passing away now yeah it's i mean i just i think that the um it's kind of hard to imagine it's kind of, it's, like, it's like imagining malcolm x in, in today's society it's hard to do it's hard to yeah do. It's hard. because it's like you know i mean because even we when we talk about King and X, you know, not to not to you know kind of muddy the waters of the conversation, but when we talk about them, we also got to remember that they were killed at a time in which their politics was making a dramatic shift. Like yeah. King was tired of being considered the non-violence nigga. He wanted to focus like, more on economics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Malcolm X was done with the the tired of being seen the radical radical. Islam. Yeah, it was more, more inclusive, more, more more multiculturalism. And not even not even multiculturalism, black nationalism. That's what like what was bigger because the the Ballad of the Bullet speech was after he left the Nation of Islam, and that's when he started breaking down the political philosophy of black nationalism, the economic philosophy of black nationalism. And so with both of them, there was there was a shift in their politics that actually where they shit became more nuanced, where it was like okay now it ain't just about like speeches and marching. It's a specific mm-hmm. thing that we need to focus on. Like Dr. King was like, we economically, like the 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 economic position that that people of color are placed in, because that's that's what he would say. He, he would see, say, see, see, he would say Negro. We say people of color are Negro. He say he say Negro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably said the, ne- the Negroes of America. Did nobody <laughs> ask you to? Did nobody? <laughs> nobody asked you for it. See, 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 I feel like for some reason, I think that because I noticed the the the, the transition he was making before he before he got killed, before he got murdered, you know what I'm saying? For some reason, I just feel like he'll be very critical of it, but I think he'll be very proud of hip hop. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like me knowing that, me, me knowing that he's starting to get more about oh, economics and stuff. I think that to me, I think that he would have one of the most uh complex stances on black music and black hip-hop just because of how much he understood economics and him being a pastor preacher and him understanding that you ain't got no money in this world you ain't got shit and he would only he understood he, he all would those be things. Marvel walter's age by the way yeah oh yeah he made yeah. walters and frank and martin Luther king the same age today i born 1929. yeah hey, ain't too it's to make shit is baba walters a conservative i would i don't think so uh, I would say, like, how how do I know? I feel like I know about about politics. Like, what? She, what, nah, what, she uh, a reporter, a journalist. True. She's a, uh, okay. I'm uh, how do I know? Sixty minutes. Like, oh, okay. well. was on sixty minutes, but she was uh, a <sighs> yeah, yeah, sixty. Yeah, minutes. but she was just she's just a, a, a journalist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I think I don't, I don't know. I don't know, bro. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if King, I, I think that King would have. <laughs> I think King would have a particular. I think. I think Boondocks is right on point with this. Mm-hmm. I, I think Boondocks is right on point with how Dr. King, like it, it would be, it, it would be hard for him to fathom and understand because he was on the front. Like it's like being on the front lines of battle. Right? See, see, so, see, see, but in my mind though, him being on the front lines of battle, that means that I don't get to just like cut him at, at, at 1968 and just automatically paste him into 2020. In my mind, he would have been able to see how rap grew, how rap went from being the bastard yeah, child of America man. to being the number one genre in the world. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like he'd be able to appreciate it. Let me, let me tell you why I'm so hard on yes and no. For the same reasons y'all was like, it'd be interesting to see a Malcolm X in this world and a Martin Luther King in this world. 
I'm interested in how their religious philosophies and personal politics really kind of navigate the multiplicity of blackness as we know it in 2020. Are you down with my queer ass? Are you down with my woman ass and how loud I am? Are you down? Like, you know what I'm saying? Those are questions yeah. I, I have to contemplate in terms of how they were. Are you down with sexual liberation? You know what I'm saying? Like, what yeah, does that look like? Really you know, I'm saying? I want to know what yeah. you have to say about the multiplicities and the and what you're saying, though, what you're bringing up. Hey. Bringing up these these issues are the most things I would be the most cons- the most interested in when it comes to Dr. King and El Hash El Malik Shabazz, aka Malcolm mm. X. Like, what do y'all think about queer LGBT, the mode non gender conforming, uh, uh gender fluid trans? You know what I'm saying? But also too, it would be curious too. So 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 when she says she's gonna pop the pussy and she's gonna have power from the pussy, uh, how do you feel about that, Reverend Martin Luther King? He wouldn't uh, when when Cardi B says that she's gonna put that pussy on the sideburns, um, do you think this is a liberal? I don't even think I don't even know why y'all are asking the question. Like, I mean, I'm not this is a Muslim, yeah. They not fucking I mean, I think I think that I think that I think that they would have a different hey, T.D. Jakes can say some shit about LGBTQ and be inclusive, man. Martin the King can change too, man. <laughs> they showed us that they was evolving, you know what I'm saying? In yeah. three, four year period, they could evolve. Well, I mean, let's not forget the way y'all wrestling. Um, a queer man was like the architect of a lot of King's, uh, of a lot of King's legacy. So, yeah. I mean, but King could have been a part of sanitizing that shit and not really making it. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. We don't know how that would know. We had a conversation, the more I realized the King was still alive. They would just, he would, he would just literally be seen as a broke ass has been, like being a victim and living in the past, like Reverend Al Sharpton. They would like shit. Oh, yeah. He never, as a matter of fact, he'll be the, like, you're, you're the reason why we have this, that, and the other King because you kept on bringing in the. You feel me? So, so it's really leading to my last question then. You know what I'm saying? So, let's say MLK was never murdered. Would he be as respected alive as he is in the grave? Why? Why not? I mean, I think no. Yeah, for the same reason you said before. Who was that that was quoting? Yeah, one of y'all was like 70. You, George, was like he was 78% disapproval, right? 76, 78. Yeah. And then when he died, by the time we got to the 80s, it was, you know, niggas don't get to smell their roses, especially somebody like that that was shaking it up like that. I think smell your roses is for like singers and, and artists and entertainers before they well, go. We like, know this would fit for him, definitely. You yeah. ain't getting a holiday. You're not getting, I mean, people don't get holidays while they're still alive anyway, most of the time. But yeah. I think just the credibility and the care and the celebration and the more none of that, none of that, none of that. He would just be another nigga. Yeah, I mean, activism is a uh, is is a ugly, ugly, ugly business. I mean, ain't no ain't no hero, especially you know, black activists. Ain't no heroes in that. It's kind of like art. It's like you don't we don't care about you while you're doing it. We gotta everything that you did has more of an impact because you're gone. Yeah, I mean, look at. I mean, and it may be inherent to just people because look at how they was how they was quick to make, um, uh, what's his name, XXX Tentacion, call him a legend, and yeah, you know this whole thing. It was like for two years. Yeah, yeah. That's a tragedy. Yeah, that's, that was a tragedy for sure. And, and you know, he he was making an impact, but you're doing a lot because the man died. You know, so yeah. 
I, I definitely think that uh, it took King being martyred. I mean, it it, it took X being martyred. Meg, you know, it took that that, that bloody yeah, era in the, in the um, late sixties, early seventies, to to for their message to actually resonate that it's the, the way that it should. And the sad thing about it is now we 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 kind of finding we seeing like culture kind of unravel it a little bit. You feel me? Like we still put Malcolm X in this violent box, right? We still over sanitize Dr. King's legacy and leave out the economic portion. And that's because of who's controlling the narrative and who, you know what I'm saying? So it's like when the narrative is able to benefit America, like America could use Dr. King as a civil rights. Yeah. I think, I think that you, I think that I was about to try to, I was about to try to take one out your book and make it simple. Like the only, the only good black activist is a dead black activist. So of course he would be respected if he still was alive. That's right. I think so. how you just put it in though is that shit. If Martin Luther King was alive, white America wouldn't be able to control his legacy the way they are able to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And with that being said, they wouldn't rock with him because they wouldn't be able to say his legacy or he stood for this or he stood for that or he stands for this or he stands for that. Yeah, let me let me let me throw let me throw a monkey wrench in the game. Dr. King would have ran for office. Now, the king would have ran for office, but another monkey rich in my mind in 2020, cuz probably would have been a conservative. He wouldn't have been a conservative, though. He wouldn't have been a conservative. Nah, it, yeah, he wouldn't have. But I mean, nah, he wouldn't have been a conservative because the, the he was like, not the most revolutionary, radicalized liberal Democrat, but I don't think. Yeah. I mean, because you got to understand, like, the. Okay. Like, and, and bro, like, how many times have you we can't. We we gotta stop equating black people with these with liberal conservative paradigm. We don't fit within it, even true, because it's, there are certain you know, there are certain you know. principles that we consider conservative that Dr. King would adhere to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say that it's a lot of older black Democrats that have a lot of conservative values. True, that true. that that's the reason why a lot of old black Democrats vote for will vote for Joe Biden before they vote for Bernie Sanders. Why he's still leading the polls among black people because you know what I'm saying they have. Conservative yeah, values, yeah. but it's more so. It's more just old school shit. That's all it really is. It's like, you know, shit from a time that I liked. And that's that's all it is. But I think I, I think King would, you know, I do think that he would have a a, a kind of diff, a different relationship with queerness and, you know, like that sexual because he's a he's a Christian man. That wouldn't change. Yeah, you know I mean, and so in a more secular world, uh. He 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 would be like a Maxine Waters. He would be like a yeah. That's, uh, that's true. He'd just be stars. Uh, mm. no. He'd be he would have been a, a he, he would be big. I have some singers and some one liners. Some sit your ass down, get your ass out. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? He would he would have been a force in politics too. He would have been a force. He would the seventies and eighties. He would dominate the seventies. Like listen, Doctor King. If if I if I have a dream, Dr. King was literally, you know, I don't think his "I Have a Dream" speech would be as impactful. I think it would be big, but yeah, with him passing, I think that's what made it bigger. Oh yeah, but me, man, marching. I have a dream. It's really the the inclusivity of "I Have a Dream" is making where white folks and, and I'm sorry, white people that listening to this, whether you listen to it live or you not, I'm just being very critical of whiteness and white people. And I just let's, let's keep it a stack, white people. Y'all have repurpose the legacy of Martin Luther King so much that it makes certain black people really not even rock with Martin Luther King because y'all have been so mastery 
yeah. being able to tone police black folks and being respectable yeah. or not want to turn the other cheek or want to stand up for themselves and be self-defense or one to have any admiration towards, you know what I'm saying, Michael Mix, you feel me? We know that y'all, y'all, y'all didn't play cuz, you know what I'm saying? Y'all didn't play the OG, you feel me? But, Hello, let me ask y'all this though. Would Dr. King be somebody that would influence y'all to vote? Yeah. 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 In that regard. You said what? I said, why wouldn't he be persuasive in that regard? No, I mean, I just think, uh, well, I was, I didn't, I wasn't like casting doubt on his ability to, to make, yeah, I think that anybody that has any type of clout that Dr. King has, if he tells black people to do something, they gonna, they, they do it a little bit. Feel yeah. And in my opinion, well, Obama created, had it like that. created a lot more black politicians too. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it helped out a lot more black politicians. Showed it, I feel like, yeah. Toy's making a face, though. No. I think it would have yeah, been. I actually had an interesting thought when you was like, you know, would have kind of helped out a lot of politicians. It'd be like crazy if niggas would be on a podium like, I'm Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. approved, nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I know. Man, it's still, like, oh, you know, like, know. like the gold star of political oh, that's like, like yo, and and that's and that's what y'all. It's crazy. Hey, we, you know what? This it's really so much history crazy. that would be changed too, though. You think about it now. Think about it. People don't talk about yeah. what, what would have been the, the the political impact of of uh, of Dr. King if he. If so he we can already talk about it a little bit though, because you know me. You know I'm a disciple of you know what I'm saying Black Panthers. We literally don't have a Black Panther Party without the assassination of Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. You know what I'm saying? So there's literally a lot of things in history that would completely be changed fundamentally if Dr. Yeah. King was still alive. Because I know yeah. for a fact, Huey P. Newton and Bobby Seale, literally one of the main reasons why they chose to make the Black Panther Party in 1960, whatever it was in Oakland, was because of the death of Martin Luther King and the death of, of Malcolm X. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm thinking of like, I'm thinking of people in some different areas now, I'm thinking of like, what would a young Tupac Shakur be like if there would be a young Tupac Shakur, if a, if a Martin Luther King was around. Because I believe Tupac was going to run for office too. You know what I'm saying? Imagine if a young Tupac is able to get guidance from a Martin Luther King that's yeah. 30, 40 years older than him. I mean, because it's like when you think about, uh, just even but when you think about like who, like the civil rights leaders that survived that era, they all became politicians. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all of them. You know what I mean? Like even when you think of radical people like Black Panthers, like they 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 radical last just started running for office. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you know, it's, it, so it's just you know that's that's that, that's that's just crazy to think about. Like if if Dr. King was able to, you know, if he because by the at the time of his death, if he would have made it through, you know what I'm saying? The, the civil rights era, legend. Like it is not only legend. Do we get the Reagan crack era? Do we get the Reagan crack epidemic in the 80s and Dr. King is alive? Does he have enough political capital, political power to persuade us to leave leave crack in Reagan alone? You know what I'm saying? In my mind, he does. Even if even if even if Reagan is still the president, the the, the impact of Reagan's presidency is a little bit different. The trajectory is a little bit different if we got a Dr. King presence in my mind. Especially if he if he gets to keep the capital that he built in the 60s and he didn't build on top of it in the 70s. By the time we get to 1984, ooh, Reagan, crack, freeway Ricky Ross, <laughs> say no, 
Yeah, man. It's crazy to think about though. Definitely what would like about. what would politics look like with the, with with those types of leaders? You know what I'm saying? Like, even because in my opinion, Malcolm X even would have did some, you know what I'm saying? El Hosh, El Malik Shabbat. Yeah, he he Malcolm would have to be for real, he would have been on some real religious shit. Like, cause he he was already started to he was already starting the United Mosque Incorporated. Yeah. So like his focus would have been, you know what I mean? The only difference is, is that the nation of Islam will have three, four branches, and one of the branches would be under Malcolm, and they probably be the only branch of the nation of Islam that's respected internationally. Because you know Islamophobia make it with niggas in America and respect them when they get their Islam on. Yeah. So maybe El Hajj, El Malik Shabazz would add a little more international credibility to you know what I'm saying, the American Negro Muslims. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Shout out to everybody in Islam, man. I made a video about about about, about Islamophobia. I said, shout out to everybody living in Islam. He was trying to play me and be like, "Where's the country Islam, man?" I'm like, man, I'm, from, I'm, from, I'm from I'm from a Southern Baptist, you know what I'm saying, background, man. If, if he says shout out to everybody living in Christ, that don't be the country. Exactly. Niggas don't make excuses for saying stupid shit. <laughs> if you like you living in Islam, I mean, living in the faith of Allah, Allah, Allah man. It's like Listen, bro, I'm getting you from Texas. Okay. Hey, before we end up the show, and I thought about it at first at the beginning of the show, but I definitely want to end up the show with a bang. Shout out to the Kansas City motherfucking Chiefs. Basically. Going to the Super Bowl. Ultimately. I'm rooting for y'all, Kansas City Chiefs, man. Do not let these 49ers win, man. And no. they did caping it. They did caping it. We got to vote. We got we to gotta, we gotta vote, Daniel. We yeah, gotta we got to let, let another white skin black quarter black back prevail. And I will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, no, no, no. One of our mulatto brethren. Get you a Garoppolo, <laughs> whatever your name is. And that's, uh, yeah, Jimmy. Point stars Jimmy, what they call him. Hey man. Hey, hey, one last thing actually. So I have an event in Kansas City February twenty fifth. Yeah. February twenty fourth and twenty fifth. Yeah. If Kansas City was to hypothetically win the Super Bowl, in my mind I'll be there around the time of the day. That would be perfect time. Like, Bro, look at the look at the pictures of when the uh, when the Royals, the Royals the world. They turned that motherfucking city out. It's about to be like yeah, the Chiefs, the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl is, is bigger than the Royals winning the World Series. Agreed. The Kansas City the football is bigger. I, I, think. I, might, I, might drive, I might drive to Kansas City five hours with the kids and the wife. Like, baby, let's, let's go. Hey, I might be. The thing is, I, I, might, be, I, might, I might be going. I, you know, I might be going home. Oh, right. Bright red. Jesus, Lord. I might be going home. Oh, I, uh, I can't go. The, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what's good, man. But I, I I'm also thinking about going up to uh I'm also thinking about going up to the base and watching uh watching the Super Bowl with Rasheed up in the bay. Yeah, man. Okay. Well, I love it. Yeah, boy, I love it. I love to go to the uh, to 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 Rasheed and them and eat some crab and shoot the shit with them and, and watch and watch you know, the Super Bowl. Man. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking. About, I'm really thinking about doing it though, for real. For real. Hey, shout like, out I'm my really Bay Area followers. Shout out to everybody tuning in, listening to the podcast right now in the Bay Area, whether you're in Frisco, Oakland, Vallejo. You know what I'm saying? Hayward. Goddamn, it don't matter what part of the bay you're in. Listen, mm-hmm. man, a country nigga like myself appreciates being in the bay. It don't matter what part of the bay I'm in. Man. Uh, you know what? Being down here in, in SoCal, you feel me? The bay is cool, but it's too damn cold up there, bro. Uh, you always need the jackets. And one of my favorite <laughs> hobbies is too expensive, so I keep my ass down here. Yeah, you know? On that uh, note. <laughs> yeah. On that note. On that note. Yo, hey. thank y'all. 
Hey, no, nah, man, I was about to say the same thing. Just in appreciation for the people watching and listening who are doing it now, gonna do a letter in for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Another show in the books. Yo, it's been real. You know what I'm saying? Y'all stay tuned. We got more on the way. Definitely. Hey, I, see, I, see, I see the video. I'm stuck in some of my head. Do the get, do the get. All right, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know nothing about them trends, but uh, it's been real, though. You know what I'm saying? Y'all stay tuned. The episodes will be up. The the uh, breakdowns will be up. The memes will be out. It's the new year. We definitely can start again. Episode two in 2020. Big things is on the way. You know what I'm saying? So y'all stay tuned. And this is the chopper. 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 Chopper.